Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today CookieCast is the Darkest Timeline podcast. So, me talking about stuff from the week it was recorded. I can tell you a few things. Uh, my favourite subject, adverts. Uh, a couple of things about climbing. That's right, climbing. Um, summer holidays, staying up late. And um, movies and games. No TV in this one, in case you're here for the TV. Just just to let you know, there's, there's no TV this week. Uh, before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. And yeah, share the podcast around. It's a big help. We really appreciate it. Right, let's get started. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, The Darkest Timeline. don't know if it's getting uh, <clears throat> scarier and scarier that intro intro it's literally a word maybe it's because it's getting to halloween season apparently um i don't know how i feel about advertising halloween in august it's not as bad as that other thing that they often do at this time of year <clears throat> Um, oh, I'm on the wrong thing. Oh. So, one of those podcasts where the list is long. Have to work on the principle, not going to be the longest podcast. Because when it's a short list, they're super long. So that's how it works, yeah? Um, took my eldest daughter climbing this is nothing new something we've been doing for some time however this time was different because this time uh she attempted to um do a, a climb i don't know i don't know how i don't really know the correct terminology for these things um complete a route i, I don't know i don't know maybe it's something i should look into What's the right terminology? Um, and in the process of doing said climb, said route, um, I think there was a mixture of overextending, trying to grab um, one thing, one part let go in a particular way, another part didn't support, and ultimately. <coughs> Involved a fall from the top of the climbing wall. Um, one of those things because I have I have opinions. I don't think those opinions are necessarily correct. Um. I've talked. I've talked previously about how um, I think my youngest daughter is probably bulletproof at, the, at this point in time. I think if you shoot her, she'd be like mildly annoyed. Um, 
And I believe that a lot of that is to do with the way she's been brought up, the way she's been taught, the way things like falls and trips, instance, have been handled. This is a, this is a child who is scarred from falls and trips and things. Um, I've talked before about how um, there was there was a. a a time when there was a bike-related accident uh, where she apologised to me. Things like that. There are also times where I have that itchy child. You want to pick them up. You want to wrap them in cotton wool. You want to say, there, there, everything's going to be okay. So I, I am I am often torn with what's the best thing, and I've spoken before about how I like the fact that she just picks herself up and she just gets on with it, and that's the way that she, that's the way she's been taught to do it. My older children, not so much the case, not so much the case being the operative thing. Um. My middle daughter had a small, very small fall um, whilst climbing a few months ago. And has never been back to it um, because that's the solution to life. Um, so There was that part of me that wanted to go down the route of, oh no, you fell, it's awful, how, how is it, you know, does it hurt, da, 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 blah, 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 all of that. Um, but I feel that that leaves the opportunity for, it's the worst possible thing in the entire world. There is nothing worse than this. Hurting yourself, falling off something, none of it's great. But the, there is a reason that the whole get back on the horse thing exists. There is a, a, there is a reason for it. And it's, it's sound and it's solid and it's, for want of a better way, it's correct. So... I played it down. I need to get this out. I need to get this out. Um, like I've just realised the way I've done stuff in the past. I need to get this out in front now. No bones were broken. No muscles were torn. There's nothing like that. I'm not about to say, oh, I played it down and then there was a broken bone. Um, so let's cover that off straight away. So we're all on the same page. Um... Though it is, um, I, um, I said to her, I thought that she had pulled her arm in the fall rather than it was because she landed on it. She didn't land on it. I think she pulled something. Um, and the shock. Those were the two things that were upsetting. Um, 
And ultimately, she got up, she pulled herself together and she got back to it. What I will say is this, um, both myself and Ed have noticed that she's more reluctant. Her confidence has gone. She's clearly taken a knock to her ability because there is a big element of confidence being involved with that ability. Um, I do wonder what her next adventures in climbing might look like. I wonder if she's even going to go again. It's that kind of thing. Because like, like I was saying, my middle daughter had a fall and then magically never went climbing again. Um, so, yes, I think I've dwelled more recently on, um, whether the way I deal with these things is the right way to deal with these things. And I would far rather a child that gets up and says, I'm fine after a accident, incident, whatever. I think I'm trying to, I think I'm starting to look more further down the line. Is that same child going to be like, my dad didn't care? Because that's not the case. Um, my, my youngest daughter's fallen over today. Um, not her fault. Not, not, not that falling over is anybody's fault. Not her fault. It wasn't, it was very little to do with her. Yeah, uh, there was, there was a, a dog related situation. Uh, she has fallen, she has scraped herself up real good. Um, and I was very sympathetic to her. Um, because she's also not very well. So I felt, you know, doubly bad for her. Um, I think there's some other stuff that's going to come up. I think at the moment I am questioning a lot of my parenting styles. Um, something's come up recently. I was listening to a podcast. Um, one of those things, I can't tell you exactly who. I could guess, but I wouldn't want to get it wrong. Um, somebody was talking about their father and the way their father treated them as a child. Um, and recently it's made me... <sighs> stop and pause and think hang on a minute am i doing that um and i know that i know i treat my older two different to the way that i treat my younger two and i know that my older two have a different experience of life than my younger two do and recently i've been doing that well, that's surely not right. Uh, and other such things. Um, more recently, I've been looking at, like, the way I felt about, like, the way I felt towards my parents because of the way that my parents dealt with me. And am I just, you know, I, 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 may, I tried to make sure that I was never going to be or my children were never going to be in that position, but have I in, inadvertently ended up not realising that I've recreated that 
like it's gone under the radar. Um, so I'm trying to look at that and I'm trying to address that. Um, like I say, I think the theme, or one theme for today's podcast is around just questioning whether you're doing the right thing. Um, and that's, that is a common theme that comes up, but I used to think that I was the measure of a good parent. If, if you're questioning, if you're doing it right, then that means that you're doing the right thing. More recently, I'm now starting to think that maybe that's some sort of loophole around doing it right, if that makes sense. Um, anyway, things will unfold as, as we go through. Took, um, three of my four children to the cinema. Um, that's nothing to do with anything other than I'm not going to take a toddler to the cinema. So three of my four children went to the cinema. We'll talk about the film we went to see in the film section. Um, so we're not talking about that. Uh, we are going to talk about my, probably my least favourite thing in the whole entire world, which is adverts. An advert came on. And... I don't know which way to say it. Maybe I'll tell you who it was for. It was for the BBC. Um, and the gist of it was this. It was, I think it was like, like stop motion animation. And it was basically saying um, about the, the sort of stigmas that go with the square eyes thing. If your child is staring at the TV all day, every day, staring at their iPad, tablet, Kindle, whatever, all day, every day, staring at their games console, their Switch, um, phone, all of that, well, they're going to get square eyes. And that's a bad thing. Or is it? Because if they're going to be staring at all of these things... And they're going to be staring at the TV, and they're going to be staring at the tablet and the games console. It's not about that, it's about what's on it. And if it's something from the BBC, then at least it's something good. So, if they get square eyes, but it's from looking at stuff from the BBC, then that's a good thing. And I started looking around the room going, is this, is this real? Is this a real advert? Is this a genuine thing? Is this a wind-up? Is somebody going to jump out from behind the whatever with a camera and be like, ah, we got you, that's a fake advert. Because that can't possibly be real. I was looking for another, I was looking for an adult at that point in time. I was like, tell me... You didn't just tell people that, hey, Square Eyes is fine, as long as they're watching some one of our products. 
two thumbs up from the BBC. There you go. I was like, nothing about this advert is okay. There's there's a million other ways you could have done this. Let's spitball one right now. Let's see. How, I don't know. Um, getting square eyes is not great. Reducing screen time down is good. As well as if the time they're spending on their screens is also educational, then they're not going to get square eyes. And for the limited amount of time that they are using screen time, make sure it's something educational from the BBC. That, that I've just come up with, right there and then, is about 8,000 times better than the advert they are actually putting out in the cinemas right now. Honestly, if I had the time, I'd have put in, you know, the the is it Ofcom? Whatever it is, to put the complaint in about the horrific advert that they decided to put on at the cinema. Now, obviously, I am not the right person to talk about adverts because I hate them more than anything in the world. But... I think there's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things, and that's got to be way up there. Um... So, doubling back to the climbing, um, I did some climbing. Honestly, I'm not 100% sure about it. It's something that... um, It's something that scares me, and I think that's largely where my... um, kind of take on it lies. Um... I've done the, well, it's something that scares me, so I should do it more. Um, I've considered maybe picking it up once a week to do it as a thing. Um, And a multitude of other things, you know. I may or may not have found myself on the internet one day looking at climbing shoes. I may or may not have thought, this is ridiculous. Things like that. Um, So... Three weeks ago, uh, me and my daughter and Ed went climbing. Uh, And I had an awful time of it. It was like it was ten times harder than it had been previously. And um, I couldn't couldn't complete anything. Uh, There was an instant where I I got kind of stuck. All this sort of stuff. This was then followed up by last Tuesday... We went again, and I had a similarly awful time of things. Knowing full well that we were going to go again that week, I'm like, I've got to do something here because I don't want to be the guy that goes, I'm not going to, I'm not going to climb today. I'm not going to do it. I'll come with you, but I'm not going to climb. I don't want to be that guy. So like, right. I've got a plan. I've got a plan of attack. I've got a plan of action. Man with a plan. Here was my plan. Um, the grading system they use is like, I think, let me try and work it out. Orange is the lowest. Yellow is next. 
blue I want to say green but I'm not sure it is I think it might be black green red wood that sort of stuff I'm not really sure about the top tiers I just know about the ones that I'm cap quote unquote capable of yellow is my jam so I said here is a plan I am going to see how many of the yellow routes I can complete in one session. I'll leave them to go and do what they need to do. I'm going to go and do what I need to do. And what I need to do is try and do as many yellows as I can. Knowing that there will be ones that I absolutely cannot do. But also accepting that there are ones that I am going to be able to do. And then there are ones where I'm going to have to really stretch myself to be able to complete them. But... The whole thing was, it was a two-fold attack. Attack number one, just do it. Just get it done. Attack plan number two, if you can't do it with what you've got, maybe you have to use the odd additional hold here and there and maybe not get too hung up on not doing it right, not doing it correctly, not doing it the way you're supposed to. So that's what I did, and I set out, um, I completed, fully completed four, which I didn't think was too bad. Um, I half completed this one that was like, it went out from the wall, and then back in, and then back out. And I just kept looking at it, I was like, if you can just get past that first bit, the rest is not easy, but it's easier. So I was, I kept trying it, and trying it, and trying it. Um, I've got a small injury, which I can't work out whether it's um, cl a climbing-related injury or if it's a weightlifting injury. I seem to twinge said injury doing both activities at the moment. So maybe it's just an old man body injury. Um, a situation has presented itself where... I could potentially go regularly once a week. And I'm trying to work out whether that's the right thing for everybody involved. Um, at the moment, from a home perspective, it's not. So it's trying to find a way to make that work if I was going to pursue this. Um... From Ed's perspective, he would have to make a change to the days he goes. So there's a lot to consider. And ultimately it comes back to, is this the right the right thing? The right way of doing things? Um, so, like I say, another week of... Uh, I didn't say this at all, but I... You know, in my head I said it. Um, another week of school holidays done... Um, it was a, it was a couple. Of, there's a couple of things there. Um, it felt like a week where like everybody was just tired. Like there was a point where I took um, I took the girls to a park. 
was like, let's go here. It's like it's like a museum, but the first thing when you get there's a park, and I was like, look, it's like half three in the afternoon. We're just coming here for the park. We're not coming here for anything else. We've got like animals and stuff. I was like, we're literally just here for the park, so just go and play, have a good time, and then we'll go in for some tea. Um, but I knew that people were tired by this point because even like, hey, go and play in the park seemed like too much, too much effort. Um, my biggest fear, my biggest issue is not doing enough. Uh, there was this thing about like going to the beach. Uh, the weather improved as the week got on, got on, but then it was like, well, if the weather's better, everybody's going to be heading to the beach. Um, headed out Bridlington Way one day, wasn't actually going to Bridlington, was going to a place near Bridlington, and yeah, it was absolute solid traffic, just trying to get out, and I was, I was heading to Bridlington. Um, there was a couple of other, like, potential activities, possible activities. Um, one thing that I was like, hmm. I kept doing this thing, I was like, hey, what do you want to do tomorrow? Or, hey, what do you want to do today? Or, hey, uh, we're going to go out, where do you want to go? And you just don't you just don't get much of a response. So then you have to plan stuff. Oh, well, I think we're going to do, go and do this. And, you know, you plan it and you buy tickets and you do all this stuff. On two separate occasions, set out to go and do something. I was like, hey, what are we doing today? Knowing full well that I've, like bought tickets for something or whatever um and on two separate occasions my middle daughter was like i think we should go and do this and i went that's a really good idea damn it why couldn't you have come up with that idea yesterday before i bought the tickets for today that's annoying and then it got to the point where I was like, that is such a good idea that I'm considering just letting the tickets go for what, what I bought and we'll go and do the thing that you've suggested because that sounds like a better idea. And then, because it's been suggested, that's where people think that we're going. So when we get somewhere else, it's like, oh, we're not going there. Twice. There's a point where I'm like, yay, we're all off to the beach today. No, we're not. Yay, we're on our way to the beach. Nope. No, we're going near a beach, if that counts. My eldest was... My eldest had two early starts. And I mean early. Like, ten to six, kind of early. Um... And then a series of late nights. Uh, and I kept saying to her, I was like, oh, you're gonna have a gonna have an earlier night tonight, you know, we'll get you get we'll get you sorted so you can get to bed earlier so you can get an early night, you know. Oh don't forget you gotta get up early on that day and all this. And it just did not seem to to happen. Um and then, you know, for me, various different combinations of four children, a dog and all of the stuff that I need to try and fit in in the day. And like I've said before, as that week wears on, you start getting towards the back end of the week, and you're like, I might be dying. 
or at least that's what it feels like. Um, one of the things we did do, um, it was probably last year where I was talking about this, I don't think we've been this year, um, went to the Air Museum. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, hey, I've listened to this podcast for a while now, and I know that you went to the Air Museum a lot last year. What the hell are you doing going to the Air Museum this year? Let me tell you. Not one, but two of my children suggested going to the Air Museum. I was like, hey, that's a fantastic idea. Let's do that. Um, so that's what we did. And we got there, and they were like, uh, it's this much money. Not a lot of money. I was like, cool. Uh, they were like, oh, and your ticket's valid for a year. I was like, well, this day just keeps getting better, doesn't it? <clears throat> I said to... I'd gone to say it to Leanne and got distracted, but I said it to somebody else. I was saying, the thing I find interesting about that place is every time you go, something's different. Uh, typically, we got there, and I was like, is that a park? And is it aviation-themed? Because that looks super cool. Whole thing cordoned off. Like, come on, bro. <coughs> the next day, Lana's like, hey, there's an update from um, from the Air Museum. I presume it was on like Facebook or something. She's like, uh, they're updating people to let them know that they have um, opened their new park today. I was like, yeah. That's... That's that, is it? Cool. Uh, we went. It was different the last time we've been. Um, there's a lot more going on. They had some activities. There was uh, planes you could go in, which I thought was cool. Um, I, I'm not going to lie, I enjoy it there. But like I say, not my suggestion. Not one, but two of my children suggested going there. I was like, hey, sure. And now we can go back anytime we want for a year. Um, it was a good time. Um, in a little while, I'm going to talk about a computer game. I can assure you, it's not a new computer game. Not by a long way. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know, because, anyway, no. A couple of things that I've got here to talk about, I'll just I'll just roll them up into one. How about that? Um, I do not, uh, I do not drink. I don't, I don't uh, use any substances. The hardest thing in my life is coffee. Which, almost no surprises, I abuse to the highest degree. But, as I always say to people, considering the amount of abuse I've put my body through, the odd cup of coffee here and there is probably not the worst thing I could be doing with my time. So, not drinking is one of those things. I love not drinking. I love the opportunities it affords me. Mostly the lack of a hangover because hangovers are the absolute worst. Uh, 
And the fact that anybody drinks knowing that they're going to get a hangover is a baffling concept to me. Anyway, um, I love not drinking. It's been many years. However, every now and then, I get a little bit of a... The way I explain it to people is this. Listen carefully. Is this? It goes like this. Boy, I could really go for a drink right now. And that's not true. Because when I look at it as a concept, I go, I'm good. And it lasts a few weeks. And every now and then I'm like, oh, I could really go for a bleh. And I was in a supermarket one day looking for non-alcoholic Guinness. Um, and obviously, you know, non-alcoholic stuff is next to the alcoholic stuff. So I was looking at some of the alcoholic, um, aptly named wanky beers. And some of them sounded absolutely incredible. And because I was looking at them and I was in that mind frame of, oh, you know... You, you you ponder, you wonder, you think, you're like, hmm. Um, I read Joey Diaz's book. Um, and then, because I'd read it, that meant I could listen to the audiobook. So I've been listening to the audiobook recently. And there's a lot of stuff in that book. Um... shall we say, that remind me of the old days. So I've been feeling sort of very reminiscent about life. I got into a conversation at work today where I was talking to somebody um, about, you know, things that you do when you're 20 versus things that you do when you're in your 40s and how you couldn't possibly comprehend doing X, Y, or Z. Um but casting my mind back with that sort of fondness. Um, I recently purchased a game um, and kind of fits in with all of this in the sense of um, Saturday night. I, I must look up when this game was released. I think it was a ridiculous number of years ago. Um, it was Saturday night. Uh, Dad, uh, I watched part of a film, which I'll come to, and then it was time to play computer games, and I put on a game that is very old, and um, the evening ran away with itself, and the next thing I know, it was nearly two o'clock in the morning, which is so unheard of, I, I can't even been, begin to comprehend it, and I was like, oh my god, I need to go to bed. But at the same time, I was like, oh, wow, this is this is the ultimate old school Saturday night of staying up late playing this particular game and just being like, what? what? You know, there was a point in my time, there was a point in my life where that, were, I, that wouldn't have even registered. But being an old man now going, I can't believe I stayed up that late. Um. So yes, there's a lot of 
I think that I think the past is coming back to haunt me in some ways. Um, just like gentle little reminders how things are probably better now, even though they might not always seem that way. You know that kind of thing. Um, I'm certainly not, you know, going to bed at four and getting up at seven. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. Um, it's everybody's favourite time of the podcast. Where I go through a long, drawn-out explanation as to why I think I should have lost weight. And then I stepped on the scales, and not only had I not lost weight, I put on weight. And now that I've said that, you're all expecting me to go the other way and be like, but I really lost weight. No, I'm doing the speaking the truth thing instead. Um, Changed my diet last week. Uh, I, I realized it was a perfect opportunity to change my diet, really hammer home the... It's weird because I look at it like crossing the finish line, even though I know that there's a big part of me that realises that it's actually the start line. Um, I changed my diet to a protein-heavy diet with one goal, and that goal was to absolutely smash through this weight issue I've been having. Now, I know a few people like, that's not the only weight issue you've got, pal. And I wholeheartedly agree, which is why I'm trying to break through this boundary. Change my diet. And as a whole, crushing it. So... Got through the weekend. I'd had a I'd had a, a good run at it last week. I got through the weekend. I got up this morning. I got out of the door. Now, for whatever reason, um, when I went out to run this morning, I was I felt good. I felt strong. I felt fast. I was like, I tell you something that's definitely going to happen to me this morning. I'm getting on the scales. I've lost five pounds. I'm going to absolutely smash through that that boundary that I've been bumping up against for so long now. It's going to reinvigorate everything. The diet's working. I'm, I'm dialed in. I'm zoned in. I'm going to be crushing life. And I was running fast. I got a couple of achievements um, on my on my running app. I'm like, today is a good day. Now, as we already know, I've been very truthful in in this whole thing. I'm not I'm not doing the old rope dope. There's none of that. Um, I got I got ready to get on the scales. I stepped on the scales, and I was just like, "You mother flipper!" I was like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. The scales are in the wrong place. I need to move the scales so that when I step back on the scales, they'll readjust and they'll give me the correct number. Because it's fine. Because right now, not only have I not smashed through this 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 boundary, this wall, this whatever, the scales are telling me I've put weight on. And not a little bit of weight either. 
go off the scales. I waited for them to turn off. I moved them into the correct, quote unquote, correct place. I got them switched back on. I waited for it all to load up and do its other thing. I stepped on the scales and I got exactly the same number as the first time I stepped on the scales. And I was like, at this point in time, it's a really good job the bathroom window isn't open. Because if the bathroom window had been open, the scales were going out. I am so, so, so incredibly sick and fucking tired of this shit. Here's what started it, right? And this is this is gonna I, I am gonna be as truthful as I possibly can right now, knowing how ridiculous this sounds. When I got out of bed this morning, I got out of bed and I was I was I was doing all the stuff right. Got out of bed at a reasonable time, time enough to get my run done. I went into the bathroom, you know, for the for the morning ritual. You go to the bathroom, you go to the toilet, you do. I looked in the mirror, I was like, hey, you look like a sack of shit, but I'll give you this much. You look less like a sack of shit than you normally do. And that's something. And maybe that's what affected the run. Maybe that's what made the run good. I'm out there. I was having to pull back on that run because I was like, this is going to be good. Everything that I've done up to this point is going to have paid off. It's great. It's groovy. It's wonderful. I get home. It's a reasonable time. The younger guys are all sick. Which is bad on one hand. On the other hand, it means that I didn't have to take them anywhere. They were staying at home today because they were poorly. I'm like... Sucks for you guys to be ill. However, I'm not going to lie. It's good that I don't have to take you anywhere because it's in the wrong direction for me to go to work. I've got enough time to get on those scales, get that number written down, and get in the shower and all of that. There is an aspect where I was like, even a pound, even a pound would have done it. A pound would have pushed me past. I'd have seen a different number. I would have been ecstatic. But I wasn't expecting a pound. I'm thinking two pounds minimum. The very minimum. Two pounds. Two pounds. Three. Not out of the realms of possibility. Four. Four feels comfortable. I'm thinking we could be seeing five or even six. I'm thinking about each of those days last week where there was none of this, there was none of that, there was none of the other, there was no, oh, I'll just have some nuts because nuts are healthy. Oh, I'll just have this because I didn't have any lunch. Oh, I'll just eat that because, you know, I'm probably down on calories today. There was none of that. Breakfast, lunch, tea. Breakfast. Either sausages or eggs. Lunch. Cracker. Crisp breads. With peanut butter on. Tea. 
salad. What? 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 What more? What more could be done? <clears throat> I stepped on the scales and I was two pounds heavier this morning than I was last Monday. Last Monday is the lightest weight I've been in about five years. And the fact that I put two pounds on, which puts me back a minimum of a week, it puts me two pounds in the hole. However you want to slice it, all it is is I got right up to that boundary and I still could not cross the line. And I am sick and tired of it. The running, the treadmill, the weightlifting, the the eating, the not eating, the not eating this, the not eating that, the not eating the other, the the all of it. Last Sunday, I lost seven pounds in a day. You're telling me I couldn't lose one in a week? I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. So that's how I started my Monday morning, and I can tell you this much. It was downhill from there. I am... Yeah. I am not enjoying life right about now. Um, So let's brighten our days by talking about something that's slightly more fun than how how wonderful everything else is. Um, as I mentioned early on, when I was complaining about how god-awful adverts are, uh, I took some of my children to the cinema. We went to see a new film. I can talk about it because it's a new movie. Uh, but it's animated. Damn it. Nearly nearly had you all on board there. Uh, we went to see the new Turtles movie. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. Now then, let's get a few things out of the way so that we all know which page we're on. I have been a massive Turtles fan for... Mm, 30-something years. In all different... Shapes, sizes, forms. Um, every now and then they redo the turtles, and I'm on board. Um, I, I I like different incarnations. I like different. I, I enjoy the movies, the CG live action. That seems weird. Um, I like the animated movies. They did one recently. It was on Netflix. Um, I like it where they change the shapes of the turtles. You know when they do it like where like Raphael's massive and Leo's like um, 
skinny but but ripped and and Donnie's like really geeky and you know all that sort of stuff. I love that. Love it. I'm on board. Anything you like. Um so this version of the turtles is very different. So much so that uh, the way I described it to somebody today is think of the turtles, think about absolutely every part of the turtles, and then every single thing about it is different. April's different, Splinter's different, the origin story is different. Um, a couple of things that I was a bit like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Actively, no turtles on skateboards made a point of this. To the point where there was another character who was on a skateboard. Um, one of the things that's probably that's probably stand out weird is none of the bad guys you'd expect are bad guys. Um, so Superfly is the bad guy in this one, not Shredder or Krang. Uh, Bebop and Rocksteady are in it. I'm not going to spoil anything about that side of things as that stood out as something that was a little bit a little bit too hard to swallow for me. Um, basically, they've looked at every aspect of the turtles and gone, let's just do the opposite. Um, voice cast, amazing. Jackie Chan as Splinter was, uh, was just absolutely inspirational. Um, they've got kids doing the voice of all the turtles, which works for me. I'm happy with that. Got no, no problems there. Uh, Ice Cube, Paul Rudd, Seth Rogen, John Cena, other people. Um, crazy, crazy art style, which I think is just the way, you know, I think um, the Spider-Verse movies have really opened people's eyes to the possibilities of animation and how it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to conform, it can be crazy, neon, whatever, rough lines, all that sort of stuff. And people are like, yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, what I will say is this, a couple of the changes with being you know, a fan of the Turtles for many, many years, some of the changes were a little hard to swallow. Some of them were like... They're, they're, I don't want anybody to misunderstand what I'm saying. There is a particular change that I can't say because it's a spoiler. I may have already alluded to it. Let's put it like that. All of the changes I was fine with. Um, like I say, Splinter's origin story is like, it's different, but it was fine. April O'Neil, different, fine. The fact that they've gone, hey, all the, there's all these characters and they're all mutants and we just ex expect you to accept that, fine. <clears throat> But, how do I put this without giving it away, if you've not seen it? Let's try this. There is a living situation at the end of the film. Eighty percent of it I was fine with. 
But there were a couple of characters that I just couldn't get on board with them being where they were at the end of the film, maybe living somewhere. So, if you haven't seen it and you've got no intention of seeing it, that's not going to really matter. If you have seen it, you might understand what I mean. You might be on board, you might not. And if you go and see it, I'm hoping that that's not spoiled anything for anybody or too much. Um, there was one other thing. You know how, like, the turtles, their big thing is acceptance, being accepted by the human world. That's the big thing. Certainly a lot more recently, with the more recent stuff, they just wanted to be accepted by humans. There's a thing right at the very end. And I was a bit like, I think you've taken this side of the story a touch too far. I think it's just a smidge too far. But, something in case you need to know, if you haven't seen it and you need to know, there is an after credits scene. Uh... What I will say is this, you don't have to wait very long for it, and there is only one, so hang around for a little while and then get out of Dodge. Simple as that. Uh, That, brace yourself, children, that is not the only new movie I have seen this week. Um, How do I cut this story down? Shortest version is, me and Leanne have got a little bit behind with Marvel movies, largely because just don't really care anymore. Overly, as a whole. So, we hadn't seen Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, onwards. And that was fine. Right up until they released Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And both of us said... Oh, but we want to see that. That caused a problem. So, we knew what we had to do. We just had to knuckle down, grin and bear it, and start watching through all the Marvel films we've missed. No surprises, the first one was Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. This film is 2 hours and 45 minutes long, and oh my god... It doesn't need to be. It is hands down one of the most bloated films I've ever had the misfortune of having to watch. There's literally three good bits in it. And the rest is so incredibly unnecessary. I can't get enough feeling into those words to make people understand how incredibly unnecessary the rest of that film is. So unnecessary that almost no other part of the film works because they could have spent that time character building. No spoilers. Some spoilers. They introduce a new race of people and do almost nothing to give them a backstory. So, 
you then spend your time going, I don't really care about these people. They're good, they're bad, they're not. Which is it? I don't care. Obviously, pardon me. Obviously, we've lost Chadwick. It is an incredibly sad thing for me to talk about. So I'll try and skirt around it. Early on, there was points in time where he was on screen and I was like, and I said out loud, I don't know whether I'm going to be able to watch this if this is a thing. It wasn't so there. Um, a large premise of the film. This is is a spoiler, but not... I say not a huge spoiler. It may be, but I'm giving you it anyway. The film's been out for a while now. Um, there's no Black Panther. And I had to look it up, because I was like, maybe this film is just called Wakanda Forever, which, you know. But it's not. It's called Black Panther. And... From the, from the very start, from the get-go, they make a big deal about the fact that there is no Black Panther. And then they go from there, and they go, hey, there's no Black Panther. This was the thing I worked out about why there was a massive issue with this film. There's no character to latch on to. So instead, they give you loads of characters. You like this guy? You don't like this guy? Fine, what about this woman? What about this woman? What about this woman? Do you like this woman? What about this character? It's a new character. We're not going to give any character development. We're just going to let you know there's a new character here. That's what it felt like for, I don't know, about two hours, 15 minutes. There's this, again, spoiler, not spoiler. There's this huge battle, a huge battle going on where... So many aspects of it could already have been preempted, yet apparently none of it was. And you're supposed to care. However, both sides of this huge battle, you don't care. You're just like, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to care about these people or not. Are they good guys? Are they bad guys? I think they're the bad guys. Then we've got these guys, who, I'm sure there was a lot more of them, but we're going to gloss over that, and you've just given me far too many characters to try and latch onto. Here's what they should have done, and again, no spoilers as such, here's what they should have done, they should have given you a new Black Panther from almost the start of the film. They should have started the film. They should have addressed the fact that there is no Black Panther. And then they should have gone with, however, here's your new Black Panther. And your new Black Panther is going to go and find a load of other, other characters. And those characters are going to join up with the new Black Panther. And together they're going to make like a little team task force whatever and because we've got all of that established early on we can then really develop the quote-unquote bad guys because like i say not entirely sure that they were so so bad and then we can bring it up 
to a to a big old battle right at the end. Good versus evil, winner take all, etc. etc. Go out on a high job. Done. I can see why these films are getting bad reviews. I can see why people are starting to get bored and tired and fatigued and all of this sort of stuff. You can see it, it's plastered all over these films. It is simply just there was a way to do it right and you did it wrong. And no matter how you slice it, if the film is not good, making it two hours 45 minutes is not the answer. So don't do that anymore. Um, obviously now I've got the joys of whatever else there is. There's a there's an Ant-Man to watch. <sighs> Part of me feels like there's another one. Part of me feels like there might not be. Might just be Guardians after that. Which will be good. I've heard it's emotional, which, you know. That's movies. TV... I've still, I've still got nothing for it. I nearly started watching something on Netflix this evening, but I just didn't have the time. So, so there. Um, I'm playing some computer games, which I've alluded to. I'm going to quickly rattle through a couple. Um, I reinstalled Vanquish. A while ago, I bought Vanquish on a PS4 upgrade. I think I paid about £9 for it. Uh, Sam always says it's like a, a good solid six hour game you can blast through it in six hours and it's you know exactly what you want from start to finish he'd played it recently which spurred me on to reinstall it and I was playing it and it was fine I needed something to get my teeth into and I went to Old Faithful I installed Grand Theft Auto 5 for about the 50th time Started a fresh game and away we go. Which is fine. There's one small problem. It wasn't fine. And the reason for that was because I've played it just so many times. It just wasn't quite ticking the box. So, I listened to a podcast the other day. The two guys on the podcast get talking about computer games. And they both start talking about Skyrim. In fact, while I'm talking, I'm going to look it up. Because it's important. Um, quickly, quickly, quickly. Skyrim. One thing I need to know. Okay, so it had a 10th anniversary. Okay, there we go. There's your answer. 11th of November, 2011. So, a few things about this. Firstly, the graphics took a bit of getting used to. Let's put it that way. Ooh, painful on the eyes. Um, I honestly didn't. I honestly didn't remember it being that old. But then I did remember playing it three generations ago. I'm pretty sure the game I'm actually playing was originally a PS4 upgrade and now it's a PS5 upgrade and upgrade is a very loose term for a 
three-generation-old game. So I was like, oh, this is going to be a tough one. I played Skyrim originally. I played it, played it all the way through, finished it. I put many, many, many hours into it. Weird thing about Skyrim was I would I have never been able to go back to it. I have tried somewhere in the region of about ten times I've tried to go back to that game and I just haven't been able to do it. So I was listening to these two guys talking and they're talking about Skyrim, Skyrim this, Skyrim that, Skyrim the other. And there was that tiny spark, that tiny ember inside me that said, Maybe that's the game. Maybe maybe it's time for Skyrim. Maybe maybe now's the time. Maybe Skyrim's the answer. Skyrim is apparently the answer to I don't want to go to bed at a reasonable hour anymore. Have you got something for that? Two o'clock in the morning. Can you imagine? Two o'clock in the morning. Um, the first night I played it, I did. It, it told me I'd played for an hour. And that's just to get through like the the first hour, isn't it? You've got to get through the first hour. Um, oh, man. It's brought back a lot of memories. Not all good. And that's not about the game. It's about people and places that I associated with when I was originally playing this game. People I used to work with 12 years ago. People I used to spend time with 12 years ago. People who I would discuss the ins and outs of the game, the different missions, the different factions, the different ways of building a character. Oh, if you pick this person, they can breathe underwater. Um, 12 years ago. And how life has changed. And I don't know if this ties into the stuff I was talking about before. Or, like I said something, I was like, it's like a portal through time. I felt in a lot of ways like I'd just stepped back through time. It was so weird. Um, I've put more than an hour into it now, let's put it that way. I'm sure that I broke 100 hours on the original playthrough, which is... It's scary numbers. The thing now is, obviously I can see why that was, because I'm already... It's got, its, it's got its hooks back into me. It's like the Godfather. Uh, just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. X number of years later. Um, what I will say is, unfortunately, that does mean that you're probably going to have to listen to me talking about Skyrim for the next couple of months, maybe. We shall see on that one. Keep saying I need a new game, but... I mean, who who has new game money these days? Pfft, not me, that's for sure. Um, there we go. That's the podcast for this week. I'm going to catch you next time. So there we go, what you think of that? Another one done, another one gone, another podcast in the bag, as I like to say. Big thank you for listening, big thank you for watching. Before you go, if you haven't already, click that like button, click the subscribe button, Drop a review where you can leave a review. Uh, if you've never been to our website, check out the website. It's thecookiecast.com. There you'll find social media links and an email button. And that way you can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. 
Till next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode of Cookie Cast, please like, share, and subscribe.